Welcome to the FPSA Food Safety Network podcast. I'll be your podcast host today. I'm Randy Kohal from NextCore or The Cleans Company, and we're proud members of the FPSA Food Safety Network. Joining me to talk about the topic of sesame seed allergens is Commercial Food Sanitation's Nathan Miramati. Hi, Nathan. Welcome to the program. Hi, Randy. Thanks for having me. Nathan, my first question for you today is going to start off by being uh, very simple. Why sesame and why now? You know, well, Randy, you know, if um, if people recall back in 2020, the FDA did draft some guidance document regarding labeling of sesame. So it's been on the radar for the FDA for some time. Um, back in 2004, whenever the labeling acts uh, were, were first implemented, sesame didn't make the cut primarily because of its prevalence in the general population. Um, over the years, other countries have adopted sesame as a priority allergen and, you know, with a little bit of support from consumer advocacy groups, uh, the FDA, FDA and Congress has decided to make that move. Very good. So you mentioned labeling uh, being an aspect of what some of the manufacturers' requirements are going to be. Can you elaborate any more on how that is going to be implemented and what other government requirements there might be for manufacturers? Well, so sesame is now going to become a priority allergen. So just as facilities are managing um, milk or peanut or any other uncommon allergen, uh, within a facility on the ingredient statement specifically the company is going to have to to call out either in bold letters within the ingredient statement that a product contains sesame in common language or at the very bottom of the ingredient statement they'll have to have a contained statement that says contains sesame so those are the biggest impacts on the labeling side you know at the facility there's a whole list of programs that's going to going to affect from storage of ingredients to changeovers to, um, to, to, to sanitation. Yeah, absolutely. And so one of the things obviously is going to affect that you've alluded to is basically production overall. So, so here's the thing, you know, sesame seeds have been in production. It's not like sesame just all of a sudden was created. It's been there. Companies have been putting it on on buns and in products for, for years and years, but the way they have to handle it now is different. So how do you see production being impacted uh, from that standpoint? Well, a lot of it's going to depend on what the current um, customer orders and the way they come in. Um, you know, in a perfect world, facilities are going to try to bunch all those sesame runs towards the end of the week. And they're going to rely on sanitation to give them that clean break before they start up on a non-sesame product. Um, the challenge is that not every bakery has that luxury or not every food facility. It depends a lot on the way their business model is. Yeah, definitely. So it could result in things like reduced processing time because of increased sanitation time or increased uh, number of changeovers and what's involved in that. So. I guess companies will have to look at how it's going to impact their overall uh, capability to produce. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I mean, every facility is going to have to, to look hard at what their capabilities are and, and make a strategy around addressing sesame. 
Very good. So from an equipment manufacturer standpoint, um, we want to take a look at what impact it might have on them as well. So as different companies determine what their go-forward operations may look like in terms of maybe dedicating equipment, dedicating lines, um, what do you see from an equipment manufacturer standpoint, how it could affect them? That's a great question. You know, I think um, the impact that's going to have on the equipment manufacturers is probably going to be um, a little drawn out. So immediately out of the gate, you know, come in Q4, we're going to see a lot of the facilities probably attempt to address Sesame through purchasing additional belting to have duplicates. Um, they're going to maybe look at uh, some some discrete or some modular pieces of equipment that that maybe they can do um, either changeovers on or you know swapping out small pieces of the equipment to to restore to to seed free essentially. Um, longer term, I see you know a stronger focus on on hygienic design because this particular allergen is it's a, it's quite different than all the other allergens that bakeries have had to deal with in the past. How so? Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Sure. So, I mean, a sesame seed is, I mean, obviously it's very small as a seed, right? So um, cleaning up and then we use them typically as a topping. It's, tip, you know, it's applied across the top of a product, which means that it can therefore fall off very easy. So cleaning up a sesame seed and then just the amount of seeds that processing typically requires, um, there's, it's going to have a big change in in that regard because the cleaning is so much more difficult. Well, that leads into a, a great segue to the next area that we want to talk about. And obviously that is sanitation concerns. So we've already mentioned that it could impact the amount of production time available because of additional or more lengthy sanitation to address getting the seeds cleaned up. Uh, what from a solution standpoint, do you think companies can look out for in terms of assisting them in uh, helping with the sanitation process? Anything that you're aware of now? Well, I think there's a lot of stuff that's kind of, that's, that's coming. So I'm kind of excited to see some of the, the new, um, the new equipment that I've, I've heard of vendors coming out with. Um, none of it's actually been released yet, so can't really speak to it, but there are some great solutions that um, at least they're going to be tools in the toolbox for, for this new battle against Sesame. Very good. So we mentioned that other countries have adopted Sesame as a major allergen and have been dealing with it for a, a number of years. And as the U.S. takes on this challenge, are there any best practices from countries that are already recognizing sesame as a major allergen that we can look to to help in addressing how to manage it? Well, you know, I typically don't recommend that we or don't think that we need to look outside of our borders. I mean, we've we deal with other allergens already. Now, granted, sesame is an allergen, you know, in the EU and in Canada. Um, the the challenge is that it's different different regulating bodies, right? So the FDA does not regulate the same as they regulate in the EU or, you know, in, in Canada. So I typically like to look at um, industries that have faced similar challenges 
under the FDA's uh, umbrella, umbrella. So you can look at the tree nut industry or um, you know the spices. You look at other industries that have had to deal with um, unique allergen challenges um, that would have to be doing changeovers and things like that. Very good. Well, thank you, Nathan, for joining us on the FPSA Food Safety Network podcast. If you have any questions about this topic, attendees at the International Bakery Industry Exposition, also known as IBI, uh, which is going to be in Las Vegas this September, can learn more during Nathan's presentation, Lessons Learned While Addressing Sesame Seeds at Commercial Bakeries. Uh, and his presentation will happen twice during IBI on Saturday, September 17th and Sunday, September 18th. And if you have any questions about the FPSA Food Safety Network or NextCore's Cleans Technology, please stop by our booth at IBI as well. Thank you for joining us today. And thank you, Nathan. Thanks, Randy.